Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. On this week's edition of Inside Today's Country, we introduce you to Canadian artist Adrian Taylor from Ottawa, Canada. Adrian has some bulldogs, a new single called Roller Coaster, and was taught to sing by her dad by listening to Black Sabbath and Nirvana. All that and more as we go Inside Today's Country with Adrian Taylor next. Like it when the wind blows, hoping it'll knock the house down. Sing along to every sad song, then I turn the radio down, down, down. You're not here anymore, like you were before. This emotional roller coaster, my world is upside down. You said that this was over, my feet can't touch the ground. Well, welcome to another edition of Inside Today's Country. I am Tim Black. Thanks very much for listening to us wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you always give us a like and a follow, and make sure to share so other people can find out what's going on with Inside Today's Country. As we do every week, we find new artists to talk to, and they've got new music as well. And this week, no exception, we connect with a lady from, uh, you're in Ottawa, is that correct, Adrian? Right, yeah, just outside of Ottawa. Just outside of Ottawa. Adrian Taylor, we welcome you inside today's country on the podcast. Welcome. Hey, it's nice to be here. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us. Uh, I got a chance to uh, hear your new single, which we'll talk a little bit about here in just a bit. But first of all, as always, i like to find out who you are. Tell me a little about who Adrian Taylor is. That's such a loaded question, right? I know, right? I've... <laughs> I'll just sit back. You go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I could start, you know, where I grew up. I'm actually from outside of Ottawa, as you said, and uh, grew up in a town called Bristol, Quebec. Um, English speaking, as you're hearing right now, but mm-hmm. uh, I just lived, you know, across from Renfrew, Ontario, Arm Prior, Ontario. So very small town, grew up on a farm. I uh, started playing music when I was about 15 years old. I started writing um you know, poetry and stuff before that. I was a songwriter first, I guess you could say, and uh, then moved into playing guitar and then singing came third. So always kind of a funny thing is a lot of people I talk to, they're like, oh, I did singing competitions when I was five. And Mm -hmm. um, I always loved music, but I wasn't, I was never necessarily a singer. I wanted to uh, write songs. That was always something I wanted to do. And uh, singing kind of came as the extra thing because my dad was a musician. He said to me, well, if you want to actually showcase your songs you're gonna have to learn how to sing and i was like oh really i gotta learn how to sing okay perfect (laughs) all right Uh, that that was about three years of training with my dad to learn how to sing properly um and find my voice so i grew up i was listening to a lot of old country growing up i loved hank williams and johnny cash and uh you know flat and scrubs and and all the old stuff but uh as i was you know coming into myself my dad's like oh i think you'll really 
love listening to uh, some albums that I have. And I said, oh, okay, well, what, what do you have? And he said, well, Black Sabbath and Nirvana. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing wrong with either one of those. No, no. And I mean, I think, and the reason why he showed it to me, right, is, you know, Kurt Cobain was a songwriter and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you listen to Ozzy's singing and I kind of had the songwriter aspect of Kurt and then, you know, I had a deeper voice. So I was able to sing Ozzy Osbourne songs, right? So um, I, I didn't sound like a lot of the girls I was hearing on the radio and I, I couldn't quite find my sound, right? So um, trying to sing along with things, I couldn't understand why I couldn't sing in their key. Mm-hmm. And dad introduced me to yeah Nirvana and Black Sabbath. And I was like, why can I sing this? <laughs> so what was it like? What was it like training with dad? I mean, there's a, a father daughter connection there, but was dad hard on you? Oh, I think we have a little bit more of a brother sister relationship where like we all argue about things. And my mom's always the mediator. Okay. Um, I'm a child, so uh, it's just me. So they only have me to fight with when they want to. But uh, my dad being a musician, he's a perfectionist right so it was always uh he wasn't really pushing me but he was more he wanted me to be perfect so that when i went out and actually performed on stage i wouldn't be embarrassed or i wouldn't feel like i didn't do well he wanted me to be proud of my voice and what i could do right and and showcase me in the right way rather than just throwing me up on a stage um and getting me to sing along with karaoke right so he uh me to play guitar and sing and you know write my own songs and uh never forced me but just you know like always encouraged me right so Encouraging, yeah. encouraging is a good thing, especially when you're listening to, uh, you know, Nirvana and Black Sabbath. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, I joined a rock band when I was in high school, uh, with my cousin and some friends that I was, I was in school with and, uh, you know, in a small town, right. It wasn't, there weren't a lot of, uh, you know, rock bands or metal bands. Um, and so we ended up playing a lot of shows, a lot of, a lot of artists would come up there, um, and seen you know, pretty big back then, um, obviously promoting yourself on those, you know, those online forums, there was all these like, you know, punk forums and all these (laughs) things you could promote your shows. And it was so funny because I used to get, I used to play shows with my band back in the day and my parents would drive me like downtown Ottawa, which we were, I was like very unfamiliar with like downtown areas. I was from a small town, you know, from a farm. So that was always jarring when I go into the city, but uh, when I went down there, they would they'd have to kick me out because I was under 18. So I'd play my set and then I'd be kicked out of the bar afterwards <laughs> with my parents. So, you yeah, know what, was, that's, uh, that, quite- that's a story that's uh, told by many artists, right? That they, that they perform at these, they're underage and they perform in these clubs. That's right. That's and how you cut your yeah, teeth. That's exactly. And you know, you hear that a lot, especially like the old country bars and stuff like that. I ended up doing that more when I was 17 after my rock band ended and I was doing country and um, kind of went back to my roots. So it's always, always been uh, cutting my teeth. That's for sure. What was the name of your rock band? Oh my God. It's the worst name ever. I hate to say it, but it was called Harmonic Distortion. I don't know how we came up with those two things and put them together. Probably one of my (laughs) worst, it wasn't even my idea, but probably one of the worst things I could have been a part of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right so so rock ended and then you decided okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go the country route and how did that come to be i think it was because it was just me and my acoustic guitar right i didn't have um you know any more lead guitar and drums anymore or bass player so it was just me and, and an acoustic guitar and i i had grown up like i said listening to classic country and um i was obsessed with you know, like I said, Johnny Cash, Hank Williams, I love Loretta Lynn. Um, so I ended up playing a lot of classic stuff. I was playing a lot of the country jamborees in the area, um, writing a lot of old classic country 
Um, but obviously radio didn't, you know, it doesn't take to that as well. Right. I mean, there's the case Musgraves of the world, but we're not all Casey. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, she, and she grinded for a long time to be able to get noticed and recognized within that. But, um, I ended up, you know, I started writing a little bit more radio based songs, um, still playing some of my classic country, like in my, in my old set, I, I still have like a lot of classic country songs in there and, and things like that. We're always kind of changing it up, but um, that's how I ended up, yeah, falling into the to the country realm. Where do you draw your experiences from when you're writing songs? Oh, it's always it always changes. I mean, uh, I think it differs with age. Um, now, you know, I'm I'm 30 years old and I'm married. So, like, what exciting things do I have to say about now, right? Like, it's like, I have a very happy relationship. You know, I live with two bulldogs on a farm. Um, super uh, stable, right? Um, so, it's always, it's hard to come up with things. But I think now it's more hearing what other people are going through. Um, that often comes as an inspiration. And then usually I can channel those things that I'm hearing other people say, you know, about relationships and whatever, breakups. Um, and I can kind of channel back to a time when I went through those things because, you know, we've all been there. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I tend to kind of channel from the past and, and bring that forward into the present. You've got a brand new single out. Let's uh, talk about that. The title is roller coaster. All right. This, this has to have a story. So, yeah. So it's very similar to what I was saying. Like I, I had heard a friend complaining about, you know, her breakup and telling me about how. Um, she was having a hard time each day, you know, waking up and, and putting a smile on and being a part of things. And um, roller coaster kind of came about because I was actually driving home um, after I had talked to her. I was, I was driving home from work and I was in the car and, and I came up with the melody and I'm actually going to be sharing it on my social media because I have the actual voice recording. Um, I came up with this idea of the concept of roller coaster. I, I sang out the, the melody and some of the lyrics. Um, and when you, and when you actually hear the voice memo, you can actually hear that the idea was already there. Um, and it sounds a lot like what it is now, but I ended up recording my phone and it was like the, the opening lyrics are sad when the sun shines, but happy when the rain falls down. So it's kind of a song about, you know, you can't differentiate your emotions in certain situations, you know, whether it's a breakup, whether you're mourning the loss of somebody, like it's very hard to differentiate your emotions everything just kind of blurred together mm-hmm. so that's how roller coaster came about and that was kind of the thought i had in my head when i was writing it and i came home that night uh, i think i wrote it in under an hour it was it was written and done i didn't make any changes to it wow and actually i i had kind of taken a step back from from being a musician for quite a while and then when i that roller coaster was actually the first song i wrote after kind of being on a hiatus for a bit so mm-hmm. It's weird that it just came about. It was like just like I. It's like you can't leave the songwriter in you. You know, it, it can't just sit there. You know, dormant. It's it's like it's always there, right? So, um, ended up writing the song, and and that was in November 2019, and recorded in January, and here we are now in June. Isn't that crazy how the uh, how the timeline happens for that? And I thought the old yeah. that you were going to be talking to me about being on the zipper or the you know tilt a whirl. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that too. That was where I got the most inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's talk about, uh, boy, you've got bulldogs. Talk to me about your dogs. What are their names? Oh, you don't even, I can talk about this for a long time. I don't even think you should open that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's open My, now. <laughs> I have two English bulldogs. Uh, one's name is Bull, and the other one's name is Drax, uh, Drax the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a movie reference. 
Um, and Excellent. yeah, they're, they're English bulldogs. One's white and one's black. And they're, they're just, uh, one of them is, I don't know, he's on a diet, but he's still, he's not losing weight. And it's like, <laughs> I, I don't really understand what to do. I said to my husband, I'm like, do we get him a new dog food? Like, do we feed him less? Like, I feel like we're feeding him less, but he's getting bigger, like bigger. And I'm like, is this like the quarantine 15, but bulldog edition? Like, I don't understand it. You know, we have the same. We have the same problem. I have. I have two dogs. We have a uh, a Shih Tzu uh, Bichon Frise, and then we have a uh, a Cocker Spaniel. Wow. And, and one dog is well, the Cocker Spaniel. We we call him Chunky. Uh, and you know, then the Shih Tzu is the older one, and and he's you know still eats like a pig, but he's skinny a thing. And I and I think it's a common thing when you have two dogs. One always eats more. Yeah, it's like they're just they're eating for the other one. <laughs> Twelve. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know, and it's it's the same with ours. And I just I we're taking them for walks. I just don't understand what's. <laughs> <them. laughs> well, you know, you just you put them on that beach body on demand thing there. Yeah, I always I always say that too. I actually make that reference quite a bit. He's just he's just such a big guy. I don't even know what to do with him. I took a picture of him the other day. I posted it on my Twitter. He's like. He's sitting on my yoga mat with two weights beside him and he's got like just the biggest body and he's, he's like very fit, but he's also like kind of chubby and I don't really, I don't understand how that happens. Like, and he's just sitting on the mat. It looks like he's working out anyways. I thought it was hysterical. I'm so, sure that nobody, cared, but I had to share it anyway. So he was an upward facing dog then instead of a downward facing dog? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you yeah, go. Exactly. Where does uh, Adrian Taylor want to take herself next? Uh, who are you? Uh, who do you follow as uh, other artists in Canada or the U.S. Uh, that you want to either emulate or, or you know, eventually work with? Oh, eventually work with. I mean, emulate's always a hard one, right? Because I, like I said before, it took me a long time to find my my voice and who I sounded like. So I always kind of said, like, I don't know if I really want to be like anybody. You know, I always felt like I was just kind of me and I took a long time to accept that right as an artist you always kind of compare yourself and uh -huh. you want to sound like a certain way or you know sound like Marin Morris you want to sound like Miranda or whatever you know and yep. um I, I kind of more recently I, I maybe it's because I'm 30 I don't know I think maybe it's an age thing too like you kind of come <laughs> to your own right um you know in my early 20s it was always it was always hard to be that confident in who I was and my voice but uh yeah, I think like for artists, I would love to collaborate with. I mean, Casey Musgraves has always been one of my favorites. Uh, Loretta, because I, I saw her at the Grand Old Opry uh, a couple years ago, and I, I think that like changed my life uh, seeing her perform. Mm -hmm. um, and I love artists like Vince Gill. I saw him at the Opry too, and and that was uh, in January. I saw him when I went to record Roller Coaster, and it was probably the most inspiring thing I've ever seen. I got to see Joe Diffie too, which was really cool. Wow. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty like amazing that I got to, to see him in that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think artists like that, and I, I, I love Marin Morris. I love Rand. I mean, they're all so great. There's so many of them out there right now that are, that are fantastic. Those are some of my top ones, but uh, for Canadian country artists too, I mean, there's so many, I mean, Madeline Merlot is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, Libby Jean, Ali, like all these girls are just uh, Genevieve. Like she's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all really talented. So it'd be really cool to work with Canadian too. We have a lot of very strong Canadian uh, female artists right now. What does that mean for a female artists like yourself? Um, I've always been a uh, big on girl power, right? So uh, it's it's pretty inspiring to see. I mean, it's nice to see on the charts now, seeing more females, right, and um, taking a step in. I mean, I work I'm I'm I work in marketing, and it's generally a very um, you know 
kind of a boy's world and things like that. But it's, it's cool seeing in different industries that shifting, you know, and it's not just the music industry that that's happening in. And, um, it's, it's pretty powerful to see as a female. What are your uh, plans next? Uh, obviously COVID-19 has uh, changed a lot of things for a lot of artists uh, over the last few months. So what's next for you? I'm really excited to uh, start playing shows again. I, I had kind of taken a break for a while and now I'm kind of regretting it because we can't obviously play this year, but I had taken a break last year from playing live shows and um, that would be, that's something I'm looking forward to. But um, right now taking advantage of having um, it almost it almost feels like when I first started writing songs at home, like when I was 15 and I I had time, you know what I mean? Like I was able to sit down and sit with my guitar and write songs and, and I'm, I'm living on the same farm that I grew up on. I, I live next door to my parents, actually. That's cool. So it's kind of, uh, it's been, it's almost like I've, I've gone backwards in time and it's like I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm playing songs again, you know, I'm writing a bunch of songs. Um, I'm, I have more time and it's just, it's been interesting because I work from home and I'm working all day. That commute time that I have now to myself is, is giving me a chance to kind of go back to my roots um, and just honing, honing in on uh, my craft, right? Writing songs and, and mm-hmm. playing, singing, doing all that. So my dad actually, like I said, had taught me how to sing and play guitar. So I, we go over all every week, uh, multiple times in the week, like after I'm done work, my husband and I go over and we jam with my dad for like several hours. So that's awesome. Uh, that's been kind of cool. Yeah. It's been, it's been nice to be able to do that. Excellent. Adrian, where do people find you on social media? Oh, you can find me everywhere and anywhere. You can just type in Adrian Taylor on Google. You'll find all my social media handles, but for the most part, if you just type in Adrian Taylor, so A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, and then Taylor, you can find me pretty much anywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can look on YouTube as well. Excellent. Adrian Taylor, brand new single is called Roller Coaster. Thanks very much for spending some time with us. We wish you all the best uh, with your new single and uh, everything that you're going to be doing in the future. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.